Welcome to the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I'm Goshen News Sports Editor Greg Kahn, and with me is sports reporter Austin Huff. And Austin, we're still going through this coronavirus sports shutdown world, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. We're trying the podcast again remotely. Um, hopefully we can figure it out this time. We had some technical difficulties last week. Well, and we- I had technical difficulties. Not, not nobody else, but it was me. <laughs> We, as a collective unit, have had technical difficulties in the last week or so. Uh, adjusting to this post-coronavirus, it's not even a post-coronavirus, it's the, the current coronavirus. current. Yeah. Uh, the current coronavirus world that we live in. So, yeah. yeah. Somebody well, reminded me the other day that we are living through what kids are going to be talking about in history class someday. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> You know, uh, and I think I've talked to you, you about it for sure. Um, but my first time, my first ever like old person moment that I had, and I, I'm still young, obviously, but uh, well, you're not old, old enough to have an old person moment yet. No, no, I can't. I think, I think I do. Um, my first old person moment was when uh, kids like started going to high school who weren't born on 9/11. Like, that really was mind-blowing to me because that's such a huge moment, like, yeah. in history. So, like, I guess in, you know, 18 years or whatever, 15 years, kids will be going to high school who weren't alive during the coronavirus crisis. And we'll have to sit them down and tell them about all of that. So, just interesting to think about. That's all. So, yeah. But... Yeah, so not much local to talk about in that regard. No, no live sports going on. No. Um, we obviously this past week, the IHSA uh, officially canceled the boys basketball state tournament. And, uh, you know, I, I know, I believe in 1978, they had a postponement of sorts, correct, with the tournament? They did. They, po- they delayed the tournament for like three weeks because of the energy crisis. Yeah. So obviously, you know, they had been they had postponed it in the past but to outright cancel it. I think this is the first time since nineteen since it started, really, that it hasn't been played. I think so. I think they even played during World War Two. Yeah. They didn't really miss tournaments back in the day. Yeah. So um obviously this is nothing I've ever seen and Greg, it's nothing you've ever seen either. Um, really, at this to this extent. Um yeah. Were you at all surprised by their announcement on Thursday, last Thursday? Um, no, not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hated to see it happen, but when you look at what's all going on in the world right now, it just doesn't make sense to play. Mm-hmm. I hate, you know, I hate to say that, but yeah, yeah, with the NBA canceling the NHL delay their season spring baseball everybody basically they're talking about postponing the olympics now until next year yeah i think they actually officially announced that uh this morning tuesday morning so did they? yeah they i had did. not heard that yet but it, yeah that again doesn't surprise me if it isn't officially announced yet it will be i mean they're going to postpone it to 2021 yeah so, which is just to think about so yes and like i was telling you yesterday I, I saw an interview with an American female pole vaulter the other night on ESPN, and she was talking about 
that made the most sense to her, the option of postponing the Olympics to 2021, because there's a, there's the whole training period. Then you have a series of meets that build you up to get you in shape for the Olympics. All those meets have been pretty much canceled right now. So she said, and the other thing she said, they're expecting us to train. But she said, we have nowhere to train because all the facilities are shut down. Right. So how do you get ready for the Olympics? Possibly the greatest moment of your life. Right, right. I think all athletes would rather, you know, wait till 2021 to get a full year to prepare properly than, oh, we're not going to cancel it. You don't get to train for anything, though. Like, good luck. You know, so yeah. Other than other than the runners, you know, who can really be training right now for the Olympics? Is you know, so like you said yesterday when we were talking, who's got a who's got a pole vault pit in their backyard? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, not many people, you know, have the means to do that. So, no. uh, yeah, or the just, desire. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't surprised that the IHSA canceled the basketball tournament. I know. They, you know, we're trying to hold out hope as much as possible. But even if they didn't start it, you know, even if best case scenario, they didn't start till, you know, May 15th or whatever, they brought it back in early, mid-May. It's like, you know, there are kids who play basketball who are in a spring sports and they might be playing that sport or, you know. Well, the other, the other drawback is if, you know, say you started the tournament on May 15th, how much time are the kids going to have to get prepared? Right. I mean, most of them right. probably aren't doing anything right now, except maybe go out and shoot baskets in the driveway. Right. But that really doesn't get you in basketball shape. No, no, it does not. So, otherwise, least I, back in, otherwise I would be in basketball shape if that yeah. just meant, you know, being in shape. So, at least back in 78, when they delayed the tournament, they allowed teams to play two extra games. Right. Two and extra it, games to stay in condition. Right, and that wasn't, you know, uh, the 78 delay wasn't, you know, health-related. You know, it was just right. for the end. So it wasn't like we, you couldn't go outside and play or couldn't get organized. Like, you know, so it was just a different a different reasoning, different, you know, reason for a postponement back 40 right. years ago now. So, but yeah, um, like I said, I wasn't surprised they canceled it. A little bummed, obviously. Uh, I think everyone was a little bummed, you know, yeah. but it was – uh, talking to um, Scott Radker at Northridge and Aaron Wolf at Northwood right after the announcement, you know, they were both had a somber tone. I felt bad for both, you know, you could get to a team to the final 16 and uh, yeah. have it stopped, cut short. But uh, I liked Aaron. Well, Aaron texted me. We got off the phone and he texted me saying, uh, we're the sectional 21 state champions. So, <laughs> that's, okay. That's okay. right. You know what? You're right. So, sectional 21 state champs, Northwood. And uh, sectional four state champs, Northridge, if you want to right. throw them in there, too. Because so. normally there's only four teams that end their season with a, on a winning note. This right. year, there's, what, 64? Yeah, 64 teams. <laughs> right? 16 in each class. So Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So, um, I wonder, do they each get a 16th of the – trophy or do they get to keep yeah. it in their school for a week you know <laughs> you know you know what would be funny is if the ihsa did like somehow cut up the trophy for each sectional right and just you know mailed each piece to the uh <laughs> whole team that won the sectional that'd be funny they should do that so i don't think they um, will but they should so yeah I, yeah i don't look for them to do that either <laughs> so 
Um, now the next thing is, are we going to have a spring sports season? Well, right. So, obviously, Governor Holcomb announced last week also that it was going to be, you know, no school till May 1st. Um, the Northern Lakes Conference has put together a contingency plan, basically. Yes. Uh, baseball and softball will play seven conference games in 11 days, 12 days or whatever, to determine the conference champ. It's May 11th to May 22nd. Yeah, so it's like going to be, you know, right out of the gate. Like, let's, let's just go. Um, golf was the only one that didn't have a schedule change, but it was interesting. Golf um, and tennis, girls' tennis. Girls' tennis had some change, but not too much. I think it was one or two small things, uh, but nothing crazy. They're still going with the conference tournament on May 13th to May 15th, and that'll be the right. sole determining factor to determine the conference champion. Right, right. So they'll still do that. They won't have, like, a regular season conference champ, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, in, it's going to be interesting. I wonder if they're going to be able to get it done. Uh, so I'm pulling up the schedule right now. And then boys and girls track two. They're only going to do basically one, like one meet will determine boys and girls like times for the NLC meet, and the NLC will still hold their meet on May twelfth at uh, to determine the NLC champ. So should be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think what you know. What I don't know if they're going to have the spring sports season or not. I don't. You, you know, we're all kind of staying cautiously optimistic, right? But yeah. every everyone is saying this is going to go for months and, you know. I, I think I'm basically 50-50 at this point, whether we have a spring season or not. Right. And, you know, a lot of it, you know, too, is just dependent on, you know, state by state and cases that they have and if they have it under control and, you know, things like that. And uh, yeah. trying to fit the spread as much as possible of this. So – because uh, I know, you know, obviously, like, the Olympics, we just talked about them. You know, the reason why they're kind of post postponing is because of all the training it takes to get ready for the Olympics. You know, we the world in general could be fine by July 24th when the Olympics were going to start. But, you know, you don't want your athletes out there not, you know, you, it takes months to get ready for the Olympics. So, right. you, you know, your whole life prop, basically, where, you know, in America, if it gets better by the – you know, beginning of May, early May, you know, mid, mid-May mid even, you could still do the NBA, NHL, you give them like a week or two to get back into shape, you know, and then go play the last however many games and, you know, play baseball on an abbreviated schedule. And so I think it really is just depends on, you know, the state, you know, where we're at, you know, it, like it's a day-by-day process. I mean, we were talking about that yesterday, how on – Sunday, the, you know, Olympic people, the IOC was like, we're not going to postpone, you know, we're not going to postpone the Olympics. And then Monday it was like, well, we'll probably postpone the Olympics. And then today yeah. it's we're postponing the Olympics. Like, you know what right. I mean? In 30 it's a constantly days, changing process. Right. Within, within 48 hours, it went from we're not postponing to, yeah, we're going to postpone until 2021. So... Well. Basically, that happened with the ISHA and the boys' basketball tournament, too. I mean, they told us on Tuesday, I mean, was it Thursday, I believe, that they were going to play the regionals with limited number of fans. Right. And then by Friday at noon, you know, the the whole tournament was suspended. Right. But I hope so, you know. Right. And six days later, it's outright canceled. So, what you hear today is, 
you know, chances are it's going to be out of date by that time tomorrow. Right. Yeah. It's just such a fluid situation. Uh, you just really can't. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you don't, I was, you, you'll be putting together the sports section, you know, putting together the paper midday, you know, budgeting out what you want to put in the paper. And then by afternoon or, you know, later at night, something changes, right? Like, yes. A couple weeks ago, I was getting ready to run a story about the March Madness tournament, you know, being played in front of limited fans. And then I had everything ready to go. And then they announced it was canceled. It was like, what? We didn't have even time. You know, it's just crazy. So just crazy. What a world. What a, what a weird time we're living in right now. You know, it's just, you know, I think right. it's like a, like a real life Twilight Zone episode almost. It's weird. Yeah. You know, the, the same thing happened to me. The first night when the NBA announced it's suspended its season, you know, right. I was I was just about ready to button up the pages, waiting for proofs from our design center. When the designer down there sparked me and said, "Hey, do you want to get this story in about the NBA suspending their season because a player has tested positive for the coronavirus?" And I said, "What? I hadn't even heard that yet." So you know, I jumped on the AP website right away, and there, sure enough, there's the story. I was at dinner with my parents when that when that broke. I was sitting in my car. We had just finished eating. And all of a sudden, I saw a tweet that said, the NBA season has been suspended. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, like, had to call my parents immediately. They were like, what? I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't make that up. It was just kind of crazy. That was not even two – that was not even two weeks ago. Think about that. That was not even two weeks ago that it was happening. And that was sending right. waves through the world. It was like, oh, my God. And then – just think about where we're at now. Just crazy. Just absolutely crazy. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And, uh, yeah. We talked a little bit about this last week when we attempted to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you asked me how this compares to 9 11. Mm-hmm. Well, 9 11 was a, was a huge shock. But once you got past the initial reality of what happened and all that, I mean, you still felt sad, but you still went on with life because there was no immediate threat to us here in indiana mm-hmm. now the coronavirus is much different because yeah there is a threat right now because if i remember right 9-11 happened and i believe they played high school football on friday night really? 9-11 happened on monday or tuesday i believe and i think they played high school football game that friday wow yeah that's crazy that's crazy think about you know Again, and that's kind of what this has been. It's all kind of a regional thing, state by state with the coronavirus. It's like, well, you know, it could be better in Indiana eventually. So who knows? But um, yeah, it's kind of crazy, kind of crazy. So I was too young to really know what 9-11's impact was. I mean, I knew what had happened and I knew the world was going to change, but I didn't realize, you know, maybe that immediate impact of sports and on sports and life and things like that. So um, well, if I may pivot, uh, Greg, there are there were there have been some non-coronavirus sports things that have happened in the last week or two that we haven't since we've talked for this podcast. Um, right. We had Lakeland hire a new football coach last week in uh, Ryan O'Shea, thirty years old. Yeah, I I I'm enjoying all these young coaches coming to the area. It makes me feel better about myself. Like I might be doing something with my life, but. <laughs> Uh, he was recently an assistant at Jimtown, was their JV coach, uh, 
passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. So I uh, had a really nice conversation with him on the phone right after he got hired. Ryan, he seems like a really good guy, uh, young guy, family, got two kids. Um, just, you know, you know, after uh, – and he seems like he wants to kind of like run an offense that you kind of see on television. I think it's what he even said. Like we want to run what the kids watch on television. So spread wow. off, run the ball a little bit, pass it, you know. So I think it's going to be a pretty big um, culture shock for from. I was going to say, gone, gone is a, a, a grounded pound offensive. Bill Sharp ran over there for years, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, and and Lakeland just ran. You know, Lakeland under Keith Thompson ran triple option, running ball. You know, a lot of running, barely through it really. So this is going to be a more of like a fifty-fifty balance on offense. So uh, I'm I'm intrigued to see what he does again. Young guy. Um, so I think that's a good good hire for Lakeland overall. He's been coaching for ten years as an assistant. Uh, he's got family lineage in the game. His dad coaches down at uh, Lawrence North, I believe, in Indianapolis. Uh, so it's like a family thing that they all coach together. So um, yeah, I, I I like the guy. Seems like a good hire, and hopefully he works out for them. So and uh, we also had. Um, Adam Yoder named the one IBCA coach of the year along with uh, Angola's Brandon Appleton on Monday. So congrats to Adam. He keeps on winning awards. I wonder why, you know, he just yeah. keeps all these honors. My question when I saw that was, is can he accept the award now since he stepped out as the Northwood coach? <laughs> I think he could, I think he could still accept it. I don't, I don't <laughs> think we're send the assistant coaches to accept it on his behalf. So, uh, wasn't surprised there, uh, believe it or not. And I thought it was kind of interesting that the, the coach he beat, uh, Jerry Hickey, was the one of the District 3 winners for Coach of the Year. So the two 3A state championship game coaches were both one Coach of the Year's for their respective yeah. areas. So thought that was pretty cool. Um, and we also had my story come out today about the 1990 Concord Minutemen. Uh, boys basketball team 30 year anniversary today greg march 20, 1990 41,046 people concord versus bedford north lawrence for the state championship game uh what do you remember from that were you the there loser dome. did you go or no I, did, of, I thought i watched it on television what do you remember from watching that watching that game and, and you obviously were in the area following that team all year i guess what were your kind of experiences watching them all season and then uh, playing in the state championship game as well. It was it was almost like a storybook moment. You know, if you if you didn't realize that you were almost like you were watching a movie like Hoosiers there. Mm-hmm. Boy Bedford North Lawrence came back led by David Daly, the all American boy, to win the state title. Mm-hmm. You kind of felt bad for Concord because it's a local school and everything, but you know, another part of you, if you were a basketball fan, a, a basketball historian, you know, a guy like David Barely needed to win a state championship for the good of the game in Indiana, probably. Right. It's just unfortunately that the Minutemen had to be on the other side of that score. Right. 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 I thought that was um, maybe the most revealing part of the um, conversations I had for this story was with, with Bill Much about the controversial block charge call at the end of the game uh, yeah. where Bailey kind of runs right into him 
and they call a block on much. Baylor hits two free throws, and Bedford North goes up one. And, um, you know, he's Bill said, you know, with basically with 30 years to reflect, like, you know, Damon Bailey deserved that call is what he said. That was his direct quote, you know. Yeah. Like, he deserved it, and I, he's like, I'm okay with it given what he did for basketball in the state. Right. And that's kind of the point, you know, that's kind of what I was saying there too, that, you know, he needed to win for the – the historic aspect of it. Right, right. But um, do you have any memories of, of watching that Concord team during the regular season at all? I know the highlight game is the Warsaw game where they beat them by 31. But yeah, uh, do you have any other memories? Did you, did you remember I, watching either games? What, what was that atmosphere like around the area when they were on that run? Oh, it was, it was incredible. And the atmosphere in that gym was absolutely the, the loudest I think I've ever been to. I mean, you could be sitting right next to somebody at the press table and you had to scream at the top of your lungs to be heard by that person next to you. That's how loud it was. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't, most of their home games that I went to, there wasn't a seat in the house. I mean, Mm -hmm. every game was just jam packed. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we obviously we uh, we had Jim Hahn on the podcast about a month ago now, and uh, here Argus three weeks, been three weeks. Time yeah. is like, time is like not, you know, computing in my brain right now in this new coronavirus world. Um, but yeah, and he obviously talked a lot about how like McCune Gym was really loud, and you know some of the best atmospheres in the state were at that gym on Friday nights when they were playing. So yeah. um, I thought it was really cool to go back and kind of see you know the history like i i really enjoyed putting this together because of the historicness you know and, and a lot of people talk about that team and you know when i first kind of tweeted out that i was uh working on this story or the story was going to come out today had a lot of people in my mentions on twitter being like that was a charge <laughs> <That's all they're- laughs> hard yeah. the long team won it's like yeah well you know and i i watched it back you know probably you know, I watched the full game back a couple times, and I probably watched that block charge play at least 20 times. And, you know, you know, I think Jamar Johnson said it best, too. Like, that call on Bill Much could go either way. You know, it is what it is. We missed four shots in the final 12 seconds of the game. Right. You know, we could have tied it and gone to overtime. And he said, yeah. sub- basically, if we get to overtime, who knows what happens in that. You know, so he, ne- he doesn't harp on the, the charge block call because – you know, if they make a three, you know, they had four cracks at it. So, it, yeah, it was right. So, if they could have preserved the lead they had too, it wouldn't have come down yeah. to that play. Right, right. I, mean, and, I know it's an old coaching cliche, but most of the times, one play does not lose, win or lose you the game. Absolutely. There's always things that are leading up to it or that happen after it that could have changed the outcome too. Right, right. And, like, you know, like I said, I've watched the game back a couple times and, you know, a couple guys missed shots down the down the wire, you know, missed free throw here and there. Like, you could nitpick and, you know, second guess. And, you know, that's what Han kind of said, too, on the podcast when we had him on about how they were close to pulling the ball out and, like, making Bedford North follow them if they wanted to keep the game really going. And right. they were one session away from doing that, and they didn't do it. And, you know, you can't second guess now. You can't – you know, obviously, you can't go back and change that. But, like, you know – 
that's why that's where we come in though where you and i could be like man could you imagine if they had just started pulling the ball out when they were up six two and a half minutes left in the game like you know could have could have maybe ice didn't want a title and the the story's maybe different you know and david it's always 2020 right and you know damon bailey goes down as the greatest player to not win a championship in indiana history like you know dan marino basically the dan marino of you know indiana high school basketball so well, you know, it's, fun. it's fun to talk about that stuff. It's yeah. that's where that's where we make our money, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. I, one comment that stood out to me was from Mike Swanson, who said he's yeah. never watched that game and he never will watch the game. He's, yeah, he said I know the outcome. He said I don't want to rewatch it. Like I know what happened. I know yeah. what happened. Yeah, I don't need to live. I don't need to relive it. Yeah, that was that was a really good. That stuck out to me a lot too because I asked all the guys, you know, have you watched it? And I kind of mentioned that in the story, too. And Mike Swanson and Bill Much still are keeping contact. They're pretty good friends still. And Mike said something about the, you know, Mike said, I think Billy watches it once a week. And I'm like, well, Much told me he hasn't watched it in 15 years. And Mike was like, well, he watched it once a week for the last 15 years. So <laughs> before 15 years ago or whatever. So uh, it was pretty funny. Much Talking to Much about the game, he has like a photo – photographic memory of it man he could pretty much play every every specific play i asked him about or a specific moment he knew it was actually really impressive so he was he was fun to talk to they were all great to talk to like none of them were terrible and uh i think another good quote i didn't get to put in the story but micah sharp was talking about how he showed his kids back the game once and he's like hey uh kids look this is when daddy had hair <laughs> I thought that was <laughs> Thought that was pretty funny. So uh, that is pretty good. Good stuff. Yeah, great. I thought it was a good story. The full story's on our website. Uh, we had ran it, ran part one in the paper, uh, today's paper Today, Tuesday, yeah. and then part two will run in tomorrow's paper Wednesday, uh, March twenty fifth paper. So really happy with how that came out. Um, I think people are you know responding well to it as well online, and and uh, all of the players have texted me and said that they liked the story and coach on you know where it's like where can i get the paper like we're gonna get copies of it and i'm like i think it's i think they sell it in town like wherever you can go in town right now sure i think they have it so you know yeah. i don't even, I don't even know the choices off, might be so. limited there yeah where I, you could go i was like i think the dunkin donuts sells them and uh there's the martins on college ave that sells them i know <laughs> i how often do I have to look for my papers? You know what I mean? They're always in the office. So we're not in the office right now. So it's an interesting time. So, yeah. So there's still some positives and we have some more positive stories hopefully coming to your way this week and in the future weeks. I know we're going to have all area basketball teams coming out here soon. Right. And, um, yeah. I think we got some cool features. You know, we're going to try to keep, try to maybe give an escape a little bit from the coronavirus news, you know, because you know, sports still has a place right now in our society. There's a lot of great stories to tell, and um, we can yes. still we can still tell them. So it's just we're just kind of shifting gears. You know, this time of year we're so tuned into sports coverage, right? Because in the springtime there's so much going on. Now we don't have that, so we got to look look a little bit harder for stories. But I right. think right now we're doing a pretty good job to get them. Yeah, I think we're doing a good job, and I hope I hope. Uh, you know these stories turn out the way that we we hope they want to turn out and should be should be good and uh, yeah so 
Anything else you want to add, Greg, about uh, – I don't think so. Yeah, so I think I, that's good for me. So I think we will sign off for another week, and we will see you hopefully next week again, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.